If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Shane Larson here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Game Time Guru podcast. I'm excited today, and the reason I'm excited is because we've got an amazing guest who's going to share their journey. You see, I, I always like to tell people that there's these parallels between sports and business and, and sports in real life, and our guest is going to be able to share their story today, and it's going to hit all of those things. Um, you're going to see how he worked extremely hard going through high school, going through college, going the difficult route through college, and then making his way to the professional game overseas and having a really successful career there, and how that's translated into his extremely successful real estate business today. So it's going to be an awesome one. You guys don't want to miss it. Before we get started with the actual interview, though, I want to remind you guys, check out my social media pages. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go check them out. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. If You might be listening to this on just a normal link. Sometimes on social media, I'll just send you the download link so you can download it straight to your phone. Just listen to the one episode. But if you want to go back and listen to other interviews, there's something that caught your eye. You're like, hey, you know, that might resonate with me, that specific interview. Or, hey, you know, I know who Adnan Verk is from ESPN or something like that. And you want to go back and listen, go back and listen. Go subscribe to my show. It's free. So hit me up. It's Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts. Castbox, tune in any uh, podcast platform. You can even find me on YouTube. Uh, just go check it out, and you can listen to any of the the previous episodes as well. But I'd like you to follow me on social media um, and follow me there. If you have questions, if you want a, a Game Time Guru hoodie, sweatshirt, or any kind of merchandise, let me know. Um, I'll get it made for you. I'll send you some ideas of what we got. We'll talk pricing. I'll get you out some some swag, some merchandise as we continue to grow the show all the way into 2019. So we're coming up on two years of this podcast and the the things that I've seen in these last two years, um, things that I've experienced have been amazing things, man. I've, I've met some amazing people, including today's guest that you're going to hear. Um, I've been able to interview some amazing people in the sports industry, uh, whether they be, you know, we've had people that are, you know, analysts, talk show hosts. We've had uh, professional athletes on the show telling their journeys, their stories. Uh, we've had, you know, a guy who worked as a, a as the director of fan engagement for a, a minor league baseball organization. We've gotten so many people on this show from all around the sports world, and it's been such an honor for me to build these relationships with people on this platform. Uh, such an awesome opportunity. So for all of those who have supported me so far, I truly appreciate it. Um, if you're new to listening to the show, I appreciate you tuning in. I really do. Even if it's just for one episode, I appreciate you listening to me. Appreciate all those who have shown support and have you know reached out to get different guests on the show to share their journeys. Uh, I really appreciate it as we continue to move forward and grow this brand, the Game Time Guru. Uh, it's people like you that help it be successful. So thanks so much. So I want you guys to buckle up, take a deep breath, get ready for this. It's Fridays when this is launching, right? So this is Friday. Uh, but if you're listening to this on the weekend, whatever day it is, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever, whether you're in your car, whether you're sitting in the hot tub with your headphones on, just chill, chilling, or if you're in the, the sauna at the gym or you're doing cardio at the gym, you're listening to this, I want you to relax. I want you to sit back, relax, and take this, um, take this in because you're going to want to take some notes. Today's guest is going to be a, an influential interview because you're going to hear the the journey that he went on to get to where he is today, and I can't wait for you to hear his story. If you're a local athlete out of the Treasure Valley or you're a parent with an athlete that's coming up through the ranks, they're young athletes, um, they want to hear this. You're going to want to listen to this. You're going to want to share it with your kids because um, this guy is basically the Idahoan. Um, he's speaking for all of us. I mean, it's just 
the nature of the game is when you're coming up through high school ranks in, in Idaho, um, reality is we don't have the competition that a lot of the other places have, and he'll touch base on that. Um, but he shows you how you can make it to the next level because of hard work, dedication, um, and, and using people's uh, hate, or not necessarily hate, but using their feedback as motivation. You know, if they say that you can't do something, prove them that you can, you know, work hard and make sure that you can prove them wrong. So I want you guys to take a, take a deep breath, get a, get a drink of water or something and uh, plug in and enjoy the interview. We're bringing on an amazing guest with an amazing story uh, going through the high school ranks to the college ranks to the professional ranks and then even into the business realm in real estate. I've got Mr. Matt Bauscher joining me today. Matt, thanks so much for joining us on the Game Time Guru podcast. Thanks for having me, Shane. Excited to be on. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on as well. I've been wanting you on here for a long time. And the reason I want you on here, Matt, is because, see, here locally in in the Treasure Valley, um, your name is pretty popular. You're a well-known individual, especially with real estate, um, but even in the sports world, because you still compete in the local tournaments such as Bam Jam, uh, City League Basketball, we see you there. But I think a lot of the young guns don't understand the story behind how you actually got there and why you're you're at that level in both business and sports. And I kind of wanted to get that story out of you today. And it starts all the way back at Valley View High School. And uh, when you were a senior in high school, I was actually a sophomore. And that's where I kind of heard your name. Yeah, I was I was here at Meridian High School, but we heard your name quite a bit because you were pretty well known over there. Um, when you were going through high school, you had a really successful career at Valley View. Uh, but I want you to talk about the recruiting process and what the recruiters were talking about uh, when they saw your name, when you were trying to get into the college ranks. What was, what was some of the things that were being said about you, Matt? Uh, too short, too slow, too Idaho, uh, can't play defense laterally quick enough, can't jump high enough, not fast enough, strong enough. Every negative um, comment you could expect in the athletic realm, um, I got. As far as the skill of basketball, I was there. I just wasn't there physically. Okay, so... That's that's insane to me that that was what was being said, and I kind of want to know how you got your way over to a D one university. But when you're when you're hearing these things from recruiters, obviously that probably has an impact on you mentally. How were you able to break through the mental barriers and kind of, I guess, go straight through all the negativity and prove them wrong, or at least you know polish up your game and work on the things that they said that you were struggling with? I would be lying if I didn't say it didn't affect me. I mean, I had a home visit with my high school coach at Valley View with Idaho State, and I'll never forget. I thought it went really well. They visited me and Coach, and then when uh, when they left, I thought a scholarship was coming in. But instead, they told my head coach at the time, Coach Chatterton, that I'll never play Division One. Can't move quickly, quick enough laterally, and I just don't have the uh, I don't have the it of what it's going to take. So I used those negative things, College of Idaho and then you. Neither of them offered me full ride scholarships at high school. I used all that as motivation. Every day in the gym, every day running lines, every day shooting weights, you name it. I thought of those coaches literally during every single rep. Okay. So when you, when you started your college career, then did you start out at a, at Boise state? Cause we know that's where you got yeah, to. No, but no, no, no. That's what people see. I, so it was a back road. I had nobody. So I went up to Spokane Falls community college basically because I liked the head coach Eric Hughes at the time who has a lot of NBA experience now, but also my sister was a senior at Gonzaga. So I I basically never moved away. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to play basketball. They gave me an opportunity. Still didn't even get a full ride. They gave me the most you could give, I think, was two-thirds at the time. But I lived with my sister. Um, you know, it was a humbling experience, to say the least. It wasn't the college experience you see on TV or on the movies. I mean, a lot of older age, middle-aged people going to school there. 
I'd get up at 5 a.m., have swim workouts, um, class, weights, work study. The typical day, I'd leave the house at 5 a.m., get home at about 9 p.m. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you're going through the community college route to, to make a name for yourself and polish up your polish up the game, essentially. And, and how do you think, I guess, I mean, obviously, looking back at it, you can say it was it was a big, you know, stepping stone for you. Um, but in that year for anybody who might be going through a similar situation, cause we see a lot of that here in the Valley. I mean, we got good basketball players, but not a ton of them go to D ones automatically. And they have to go the community college route for someone like yourself. And you're telling these people that are going through the same thing. Um, that year that you spent, you know, that first little bit with uh, Spokane community college, what was it like and, and how impactful was it for you? Not only, you know, academically as an, as an, a man growing up, but also obviously, athletically Idaho kids I hope they don't I hope they're listening to this and I hope I can impact at least one kid don't do not get discouraged I mean the competition locally just isn't what it is in some of the bigger metropolitan cities we don't produce the division one talent it's a lot more costly to come recruit here opposed to you know San Francisco or LA area where you can see multiple kids within a mile radius um, so I went to Spokane. I literally treated it like a job and I mean, I got really good grades, but I worked on my game day in, day out. I put on 10 pounds of muscle. I left our team and scoring assists, steals, you name it. Um, and I really grew as a basketball player, specifically physically. I was a late bloomer. So that definitely helped. That's so awesome. And when did you know, or when did you start getting some eyes on you here at Boise State University, you know, the D1 school here in the Valley? So Boise State was recruiting me to walk on, which I didn't want to do. So I took a visit to Montana State, actually, in April of my freshman year. I knew I wasn't going to go back to junior college the second year. I wasn't going to – I wanted four years to play three. I was going to redshirt and then basically had four years to play three because I'd only burned that one Juco year. I took a visit to Montana State. The head coach offered me a scholarship, got back to Spokane to finish up the year, and they called back and said they were reneging it. Basically, they were giving it to a more athletic player, which was – kind of the story of my life I said here we go again my goodness okay but you were a natural born scorer in the basketball court so uh how did you use the like your main strength which I mean from knowing you when I was younger just seeing like the upperclassmen like yourself when I was in high school I saw you you could score did you use that to your advantage like when you were playing at Spokane just to kind of like I guess in a sense overcome some of the other things that you may not have been as strong as on the basketball court I really wanted to work on my defense, and then when, when the Montana State didn't work out, Boise, Montana then offered me a full ride, and you I did, but at that time I'd already committed to walk on at Boise State. They told me I'd, I'd pretty much earn you know, two, scholars, two years of scholarship if I walked on, and I got there and I said, I better be able to play defense if I'm going to be able to even see the floor because everybody was bigger, stronger, faster than me, and I worked on it day in, day out. First guy in the weight room, last guy to leave, um, extremely coachable, great energy um i tried to just be a great teammate and always put the team first my scoring actually at boise state was very minimal it was more doing all the dirty things you know to get the team to win is what i was focused on that's super cool though because so you go to boise state you're you went this whole back route which a lot of people just don't see they don't they don't know the full story behind it you had to put in work and it's cool to see that it was paying off you went to boise state and i remember watching you um as i was in a senior in high school and you were you know playing at boise state and they were having some successful seasons um what was one of the best seasons or one of the best memories you have at boise state university and what's one of the biggest things you learned there 
I learned, honestly, I learned more off the court at Boise State than I did on the court. Um, and I think a lot of that's translated to the success I've seen in the business world because of those experiences. It's really embracing the process and the journey and not just so fixated on the result, which a lot of millennials and people, you know, they want the they want the end result and they don't want to, you know, go through the grind and the struggle to get there. And to me, I embrace the struggle, you know, between the decks and the suicides and the running and the five miles at five in the morning and all the times I threw up because Coach Pitt had me just mentally and physically exhausted. Um, I look back on those times and I smile because they've honestly made me the person I am today. That's so awesome. It's so awesome because you just a lot of people just don't realize how much the athletes go through and how many life lessons you can learn out off like you said off the court, like outside of the basketball world. Those things transition into the business world and we'll get there in a second, but I wanted to also touch base on the fact that you played overseas. Now, when you were in college, what point at what point, I should say, Matt, did you realize that you still wanted to continue playing basketball post college rather than just going straight into the business world right after? 0.1% was the odds I had to play overseas going into my senior year. I, I, Our team wasn't expected to have the success we were the senior year. And this goes back to you got to have a winning team in order to fulfill your individual you know, goals and aspirations. And our senior year was, to go back to your other question, was my favorite year. We went, we went 25-9. and nine. We won the conference. We won the tournament, triple overtime down in New Mexico. We went to the NCAA tournament for the first time in almost two decades. That was by far the most fulfilling part of my Boise State career. And since we did that, I was able to win all-defensive team in the conference and the all-tournament team, and that got me a, a contract overseas. Had we not won that triple overtime game, I can almost guarantee that agent would not have signed me, would not have got me that first contract that led to my second, to my third, to my fourth contract. So it goes back to winning, you know, putting the team first, and us winning legitimately is the only reason why I played overseas. And going back to your triple overtime win, what really frustrates me about that entire season is I watched you guys. It was actually a really fun year, uh, but I ended up leaving to go on a mission for my church for two years. So I left in January. I remember um, hearing about you guys winning. So the one year that I'm not able to watch you guys make it to the tournament, I was in Brazil. I couldn't watch it. I was so pissed. So, uh, but at the same time, I really enjoyed watching you guys that season. It was a super cool season, super successful. Um, and then you get the the nod to go overseas. Did you have any fears about playing in a different country, Matt? Not at all, to be honest. I treated it like I was working at a law firm downtown, and I treated it honestly like a one-year vacation. I was going to work on basketball, play loose, not feel the pressure, and I was going to go back to law school. And taking that pressure off me led me to play the best basketball I mean, I'd ever even thought I could play. I mean, I was shooting just lights out. I led the entire country of first division hall in it in scoring and assists, which, I mean, I was I was, very, I was evolving, I guess. They say your prime in basketball is 27-28, and that is absolutely true. And that first year leading the league in scoring got me signed with the best team on a two-year contract, and I was able to quadruple my salary. And then I thought, wow, now I have a career going. Crazy how that works out, man. And I know you had a really, like you said, you, you were – crushing it over there especially in the Dutch basketball league which is where you first started um you mentioned the salary without getting into specific numbers can you kind of talk about that something that's interesting for the listeners that kind of don't know how the overseas stuff works we've had a few professional ballers from overseas talk about it but how is the the payout compared here I mean there's guys who are division one college right now they're going overseas for fifteen hundred dollars a month I mean it is very minimal 
Um, they're paying guys less now. But in the same season, I played a guy who made $2,000 a month, and I played against a guy when we played in Russia that made $200,000 a month. So there's no salary caps like there is in the NBA. Um, you know, the big companies sponsor the big teams, and they have they have big budgets. Um, for After the, the first year, I was playing for Penis, but it was a lot more money than I was getting on scholarship at Boise State. And then, um, you know, the second, third year, the money was really, really good. And then the NBA lockout hit where, you know, all the low-end NBA guys started taking our jobs, and they wanted us to take the lower jobs, so that wasn't fun. Ah, very interesting, because I didn't know that part either. So that's that's really cool to hear that, because you don't – well, it's not cool, I should say, for you, but it's interesting to see that, because I remember that year happening, and some of those guys were going over there. You had, like, J.R. Smith going over to China, I think, and winning. Went over there, and Morrison was over there, and, yeah, there were some good players over there. Yeah, they were going over there just to polish up their skills and keep the game going, make some sort of money before they came back. Um so is it true that the money that you make when you're playing overseas, though, is essentially, I guess, in a sense, tax-free because it's coming from them? The team pays your taxes. So what you see is a net number. You're basically getting you know, more money, but the, the team's paying your taxes, so you're getting it tax-free. That's correct. They pay for your living, um, round-trip plane tickets from Boise to you know Amsterdam or Berlin or wherever you're playing, uh, your cable, your Internet. It's it's a good it's a really good fun gig, especially you know to see the world on somebody else's dime. Heck yeah, dude! See, that's so awesome. Sometimes when I talk to the athletes, I I almost would prefer playing overseas if you had an opportunity to, because I feel like you can learn a lot from different cultures. Now, what was one of the most difficult things that you had to deal with just being in a different country, if any? Being away from home, and I am such a go, go, go personality and where you'd work out, you know, for four hours a day and then you sleep, let's say, 10 hours a day. you got a lot of time to just kind of sit and think. And I ended up getting my master's degree online while I was over there. I was studying for that law school exam again my first year. So I stayed busy, but uh, you definitely have to keep yourself entertained because there's a lot of downtime where, you know, I could see a lot of people not lasting. Totally, totally. And Matt, when did you realize, I mean, you went from the DBL, uh, and then can you explain the, the countries you played in? You talked about it before we yeah, started Yeah, I played recording. in the top league in Germany, which is a really, really good league. And then I went back to the, the Netherlands. We've got to play EuroLeague uh, two of those years in the Netherlands where we traveled to Istanbul, Turkey, and Russia, and um, we went to Gr- Athens, Greece, and we got to play in France, and kind of all over. And that in Belgium, I mean, that was a blast getting to you know, see other cultures and, and all that fun stuff that come along, that came along with it. Gosh, dang. And did you have any issues with language barriers? That's one thing I always wanted to ask. In the Netherlands, they all spoke English. In Germany, it was tough, but most of the people spoke English. Um, Russia, there was no English. Greece, there was very little English. Turkey, very little English. I mean, we were only there a couple weeks at a time, but, um, yeah, I would say I got pretty lucky. I tried to learn the language best I could, but, um, definitely didn't pick it up as well as I would have liked. Dang, dude, that's still really cool that you were able to be, you know, in the middle of it all, though. Even if you didn't learn it completely, you were able to be there and and just experience that whole thing. And when did you realize that, you know, you went from different countries, you played for quite a bit there. Um, When did you realize that it was time that you were going to hang them up and kind of give basketball, like, the the back seat for a little bit? I mean, there were times, I mean, there's not a day I didn't take for I mean, I, I tried to just really soak it up and realize I was a little six foot two white kid from Caldwell, Idaho, who didn't even have, you know, an NAI school offer him a scholarship and then had to walk on and then had no business going 
to get paid to play basketball. So, I mean, I had overachieved like nobody's business. So, I mean, I was on house money, if you will, the whole time. I mean, I was a pretty optimistic, um, positive energy out there. And after my sixth year, my wife, Lindsay, was pregnant. And, I mean, I knew I knew I could do well in the business world, take a lot of the lessons and, and apply it. So I figured, you know, I want to stop on my own time. I was still only 20, 28, 29, but it just it was 2014, and it just felt right to hang them up. Totally. And transitioning into that business world, you, you've made your mark as a, in the real estate game here in the Treasure Valley. And I, I want to have you talk about that a little bit because, yeah, you said you could take some of those things from, from your experiences in basketball just all through the whole entire realm into real estate. Can you talk about some of those parallels and, and the things that you've been able to learn and how you've applied it because you are extremely successful is what we would say here in the real estate game. How have you been able to get there in the business world so quickly? I honestly took the exact same game game approach I did for my basketball. I I worked on the fundamentals. I worked harder than anybody next to me. Um, I was extremely coachable, learnable. I was reading books and listening to podcasts and picking, you know, agents' brains who were ahead of me. And the competitive nature and drive that I have, um, I'm a pretty ambitious person. You know, I wanted to be the top agent, real estate agent in my company. And then, you know, then the top for my age and then, you know, one of the top in the state. And I've, you know, been able to, been able to achieve those because, you know, I've dug down deep, rolled up the sleeves and I enjoy the process. And I love, you know, I love interacting with people. I love um, working with them and trying to, um, you know, fulfill their real estate goals. Totally, man. Uh, I, I love watching, you know, what you're doing because, it just seems, I remember I, I had asked an individual, I was like, and this is just, I don't want you to take any offense to this. I was like, do you think Bowser got to where he's at just because he was a good basketball player? And that's, I'm just saying like, that was a question that came out. The immediate response was, hell no. That dude knows how to work. He came in and he worked. And so that's when I started realizing, I'm like, dang, dude, he did. And just hearing your story coming back from, you know, all the way up through Valley View, high school ranks, college ranks, going the back route, the work you put in, that's, to me, that makes total sense now you did you put in the work the same into your business um and and what are some of the things you do to you know i guess build your business now matt like you're, you're being pretty successful but how do you i guess when you get to that level it's sort of like when you were at the professional ranks in basketball you're you know you're there but how do you continue to improve every day i you know i set the i set my standards really really high um you know the client is the ultimate you know the ultimate prize i want them to feel like gold and I got I get coaching and everybody's like you know you're you're the top why are you getting coaching because you can always get better I mean I'm still very new at this I surround myself with amazing people my weakness is just like basketball you know if if you have a weakness you want somebody around you who who you know does not exploit that and I got you know I got a great team around me now I got four amazing individuals who they literally make me look better and they're good at every single thing that I lack and it just you know creates the ultimate experience and the ultimate team. And uh, just recently, Matt, to to wrap this up, I just wanted to talk about you were recently inducted into the Valley View Hall of Fame for basketball alongside Will Bogan. What was that experience like for you? That was really, really special. I mean, that's something they've never done it before, so it wasn't even really on my radar. And seeing my daughter there and how proud she was, she's three, almost four, and my wife, and being able to take you know our soon-to-be son and our daughter back there someday and seeing my Boise State jersey up there on the wall and and a plate and a namesake and all that. It's it's pretty special. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful Valley View did that. That was very nice of them. 
yeah, it was pretty cool to see that both of you guys that I kind of kept an eye on the whole way from a, you know, an outside perspective. And, uh, where do you see yourself as far as in the next five years? Are you going to continue to play basketball competitively in the Valley as well as your business? Where do you, where do you see yourself, Matt? Yeah, we've, uh, I think we've won the Boise City League, five, well, since I got back. So every year in the last five years, we've won it every year. I don't think we've lost, I don't think our, I sponsor the team, our Bowser Real Estate team. I don't think we've lost a game. And Bam Jam, we win, we try to win every spring and summer for the last such and such year. So I'm going to keep playing until I get beat off and these young guys keep coming and I keep trying to teach them these old guys still got it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. You guys, for some reason, nobody can put a team together to to knock you off in any one of them, whether it's the City League 5 on 5 or the 3 on 3 tournaments. For some reason, nobody can quite do it. Uh you guys are doing really good. So, uh to end it off here, Matt, can you just uh give us a a, a shout out as far as where we can find you as far as your real estate business and and where like whether it's social media, website, whatever you want to say to so we can find you out. Yeah, our website is com, and I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just Matt Bowser. So, yeah, find me, write me if you got questions. Young kids, I'd love to help you, talk to you, um, inspire you, anything I can do to fulfill your dreams. I'd like to see a lot more local kids, you know, fulfilling their dreams like I was able to. Awesome. I really appreciate it, Matt. Thank you so much for joining us today. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Shane. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. You take care. And for all the listeners out there, we'll talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.